You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcast, whatever podcast app you found us and we're live at a different time. Today. On twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. And boy, we look, we're used to doing this at nighttime and we look like ghosts right now with this sunlight yeah. just bouncing off our our pale skin. We both look like Seamus right now. With the, I don't with the know, YouTube you page. still have ma- uh, face paint on. <laughs> <laughs> I just seeing your your nails are black. My nails are black, and I think there's still some stuff in my ear. <laughs> it was really hard getting out. under eye uh, make. Now I know. Mm. Uh, you know anyone who wears makeup regularly, uh, it's a struggle. It's hard. Yeah, you got to have time to prepare and time to take off. And don't ever think about coming home and going to bed without taking it off. Oh boy, like waking up, um, waking up. Uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, having to go to work. I don't know. How and you then did I that. look in the mirror, and I'm still just Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Should have went to work. Full makeup, blonde hair. Wow. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to sort this out and wake up and and get to work. So that's why we're a day late today. We needed a day to uh, recover from the weekend shenanigans. Uh, yeah, go follow our socials if you haven't already. Up next podcast on Twitter, at the Brady on Twitter, and at Davey Portman on Twitter. For all the, the fun Instagrams and all that stuff, of all the fun that we've had, uh, there's lots of photos, especially of our Halloween costume. Mm. Yes, we were Darby and Sting, Darby and Dad, and uh, we had a lot of fun, but yeah, we're still uh, taking the black face paint out of little crevices mm. uh, everywhere on our body. I still don't feel too good, to be You know, I don't feel no, good at all. I'm no, definitely. Pretty, pretty pooped. Yeah, you th- you told me you had to go to work early the next day. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I did this. How you, you was, did that. Yeah, I was just tired. Just so tired. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Fun Halloween. Yeah. So uh, we, th- we decided last night to, uh, to take the night off and we would record uh, up next today. So sorry, any Wednesday morning drive commuters who usually listen to us. We're so sorry. But, you know, we still love you. So we're still doing the show. And uh, shout out anyone in the, the Twitch chat, YouTube, replays, all that stuff. Uh, all the likes, follows, and all that stuff uh, mean a lot. Thanks mm. for checking us out. We did have a fun Halloween. We'll get into some NXT. But, I mean, we dressed up. On uh, Monday night, Halloween was on a Monday, kind of a bummer, but it did not stop anyone, it seemed, to have a good time. Personally, I like Mondays. Okay. I don't like Friday, Saturdays, because it's, it's like rookie night. So I mean, it for still me, was. Like, it was like busy. Monday, Sunday, Mondays are industry night usually, so uh, I enjoy that. Um, it just, yeah, it was a slurping away there. Sorry. <laughs> you were talking. I was listening to you. Um, yeah, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it on a Monday. It just kind of sucked having to go to work the next day. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, th- I usually have Tuesday mornings off because we record stuff on Tuesday. So actually, I felt fine. I slept until like 3 p.m. Mm. It was great. I did nothing yesterday. Uh, I was hurting. Monday, we 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 dressed up like Darby and Sting. And then uh, a few of our friends, shout out Tom, who had an amazing Penta costume as well go check out the photos and stuff on our socials yeah, we with uh penta we were with two versions of the undertaker two two undertakers um, a triple, we triple h, h a kenny mega uh i think that was about it for when it comes to wrestlers uh i saw a few wrestlers on the weekend i, I always see like the the bootleg hogan macho man yeah. things i saw a guy who was trying to be like a ufc fighter but i guess kind of looked like john moxley with a towel okay. or something right. uh, I, I asked him like who are you supposed to be He's like a UFC fighter. And I went, okay, cool. Which one? And he went, a oh, UFC fighter. Okay. All of them. I'm like, yeah, okay, got it. Cool. Uh, but I didn't see, other than our group, I didn't see a lot of wrestling fans. But here in Toronto, Church Street used to do this thing, and they finally did it again this year, where they block off a big chunk of the street downtown Toronto. And people just go out in the street Halloween night and have a good time. Like earlier in the day, kids get to trick or treat and all that stuff. But we walked around with our group with some wrestling costumes, and it only took like thirty seconds till people were started coming up to us. Yeah, every quite a few th- people recognized yeah. uh, who uh, it would be like, "Oh, that's Sting! Oh shit, that's Darby. oh that's Darby! Oh, that's oh wait, what? Whoa, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so many people were like, "What?" and kept coming up to us, taking photos, and it was just a, a we riot. Met Gandalf. Someone had a sweet Gandalf, and we we took a picture with him, and we noticed he was puffing on a, a giant Gandalf pipe, which yeah. we, we want to get one here. And uh, it turned out he did have weed in it. it he was <laughs> he was smoking some Gandalf hash. Uh, yeah, we met. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other cool costumes I got to see this year. Um, as far as uh, celebrity costumes go, mm-hmm. I think as 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 much as it kind of hates for me to say it, I think Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly had the best uh, like cost dual co- couple costume because they did Tommy Lee and Pamela. But like, right. but like. If you if you looked at the photos, you probably can't tell which one is which. I, I thought I thought those ones were because everyone says Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are basically Pamela and yeah. them from back then. So I thought out of celebrity, I saw Heidi Klum was a worm. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> she always kills it. She loves Halloween, but there was some cool ones out in the street. We saw we saw some people from uh, Kim's Convenience, the show, and they were dressed like that's right Star Wars crew. Holy well, man, that, that guy is in Star Wars, isn't he? Oh, he is in Star Wars. <laughs> Holy shit. So he's probably just 
Wearing costume. Holy shit! I just remembered that. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah the old, old guy from Kim's Convenience. Oh man, up his, his blanking name on his name. name. He called out to us because he saw our costumes. Uh, Paul Sun Kyung Lee. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I like at first because I I noticed him. I noticed him too, and I thought, oh, it's that. It's someone dressing up as that guy from Kim's Convenience wow. who's in Star Wars, wow. and then I realized, oh no, it is actually. Him and Kenny Omega ran and took a picture. Cause, yeah, because we had our crew of wrestlers, and they had like the Star Wars crew, and they started talking to us. And then, like as the conversation died, I looked over and I was like, "That guy looks like he's yeah. the guy from." Well, he's a local, isn't he? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I shouted. I went. I yelled out to him. I'm like, "Oh, by the way, like Jedi dude, like that's a really nice Jedi robe." And then it took that to our friends that wait, wait, wait a second. That that is that guy. And then ran over. I think he's a, a pilot. Isn't yeah, he? he's like he's in one Mando one. as well. I think or wow. one of them. Bless him. He was he's awesome, and their friends had some crazy looking Mando outfits, like the one Sasha Banks is. I don't remember yeah. her character's name in Mando, but oh, that rem- I had a I had a dream about Sasha, about Sasha Banks. Banks. I'm sure you night. did. Yeah, um, it was uh, so basically, I got uh, chosen to to do commentary for Monday Night Raw. Okay, with no prep or anything, it was just like here here's the headset, here's your monitor, go. So obviously, Twitter was like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And then uh, I, like, about an hour through, I got pulled because I wasn't very good because I didn't know what I was doing. And then uh, saw Corey Graves and gave him a hug because of the yeah. the awful news Carmella shared the other day. Yeah. And and then Sasha Banks was there. I was like, oh, my God, it's you. And she went, please don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> please don't touch me. You suck at commentary. Damn, you couldn't be as bad as Jimmy Smith. <laughs> No, I, no. Adnan Verk was right. Jimmy Smith was okay. Adnan I don't Verk, like, that's probably the one. Adnan Verk was awful. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not big on Kevin Patrick either. Really. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. So. Or Booker. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into Booker. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty fun Halloween. We got to to do all our shenanigans. It's my favorite time of the year. Our bartender dressed as uh, the nurse from. Blink 182. Yeah, I saw a few of those, but I think she had the the best one uh, because she actually has tattoos. I saw I saw a girl doing that costume and didn't even have like real tattoos or just the fake sleeve to Mm. go. Like the tattoo is supposed to, you know. I was like, oh, the little the little things, but it's okay. Uh, There was a lot of cool costumes, and I I love it, and definitely share in the. The up next group or whatever it is. Share that, is in the up next group. No, like if oh. you if you anyone out there you know has some photos, especially wrestling ones, uh, we'd love to see. Because our friend Daniel dressed up as Sting and Darby yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to to Daniel as well there. But yeah, uh, Halloween was was is always my favorite time of the year. And as soon as it's done, I'm like, oh man, like I got just destroyed by the end of Monday night. Like I went home and I stayed in bed till like probably like two thirty the next day. So I was. I was out, but we definitely enjoyed uh, our time. I, I felt like it was a long weekend. I took the whole. I took. I worked Saturday. I worked Friday night. Mm. But I had Saturday and Sunday off. So Saturday it was like I went pretty much like twelve hours of just like partying mm. in a space jumper, and then Sunday I kind of recouped. We hung out at Jesse's. We watched a few scary movies, and then Monday was was fun carbon pumpkins and stuff and then yesterday yeah i couldn't i was no even though we podcast at night mm. i was like i don't know if I, if I could if i could do this i needed a day no i i needed to sleep yeah. yeah um i i don't really i haven't really watched the simpsons properly for years but yeah. i do every year check out their right treehouse of horror the it and uh oh 
Well, I don't know. The one I watched last night, I think it was the yeah. new one, uh, they did a take on uh, Westworld for one of them. Oh, okay. But it was actually quite funny because it was all... Uh, I only saw, like, season one, maybe a bit or two of Westworld. Yeah. But you know how they're in loops of, like, doing the same thing over and over again? Right. It was all Simpsons characters, like, doing classic Simpsons things. Okay. Uh, like, Ralph Wiggum going, I should to choose you. Uh, Maud you. Flanders getting hit by a t-shirt gun and dying over and over again. Damn. So, but it made me realize, oh, you're, you're doing all this stuff from, like, the best years. So I've dipped out Simpsons for a good, like... 15, 20 years, and I come back, and I still recognize saying, all the stuff you're, like, riffing on. Yeah, but people are saying the new season's pretty good. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah, my girlfriend during the pandemic, basically because of Disney+, Plus, was like, okay, Simpsons is a show I've watched, like, yeah. for, for sure, but I'll watch it front to back, and even the newer ones, like, always put it on while she's, like, doing arts and stuff, but she did it during the pandemic, and she said that, like, there's obviously, like, a good chunk of, like, 10 years that, like, it, it you know, it's still going and killing it on TV, but not as good. But fans, for some reason, the past, like, this year, are like, okay, okay. all right, something's changed. So yeah. I watched one episode, and they made jokes about how The Simpsons, in The Simpsons episode, they made jokes about how The Simpsons predicts the future. Right. And I was like, okay, well, at least they're they're onto their own. Yeah. It's very meta. That no, show. but I, yeah, I quite enjoyed yeah. that one. That I watched a few of the, the Treehouse of yeah. Horrors uh, this week as well, but... Uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all spooked out now. I'm all like scaryed out. Watched a lot. Of, I watched Barbarian finally. That is fucking crazy. Everyone should go watch that one. Uh, not for the faint of heart. You may never order uh, or book an Airbnb again if you watch that movie, which we I, did I, in Detroit. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you may yeah. not. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> we which we did book one in Detroit, which is that's what that movie's about. Uh, but yeah, if you're not spooked out yet, we do have our Halloween five. The Revenge of Michael Myers review up on this very free feed. So go and check that out if you haven't already. It's our yearly tradition. I I know people who who go back and it's like October and they go back and re-listen to all our Halloween reviews. So we've got another one to add to your list there before we get into Rudd territory in 2023. Rudd? Rudd. Next year? Halloween 6? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Yeah, go check out Halloween 5. That's on this free feed where we chat all about... The Revenge of Michael Myers. Go watch the movie first or don't. It, you, you probably shouldn't. It's not very good. Uh, but if you want some of other podcasts, our Patreon, it's the beginning of the month, which means it's a great time. It's always a great time to sign up. We have some crazy movie reviews out just the past few weeks, like Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. World champ patron Jared picked Jurassic Park last week. We reviewed that. That is out there this past weekend. Uh, not very Halloween-y, but still a very scary movie for some people, so definitely scary, check it out. Scary, not spooky, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, dinosaurs, old, rich, white, billionaire people buying Twitter. Oh, wait, sorry, that's uh, real mm-hmm. life. Uh, yeah, go check out our Jurassic Park review. That was a ton of fun, talking all about chaos theories and so forth. Uh, then, of course, we had uh, some of our scary stuff, like our Hocus Pocus and, and the Omen and stuff. But it's a new month, means we're probably going to get away from... From, from spooky stuffs so so go check us out patreon.com slash up next for only five bucks north american tier you get access to everything coming up in the next month but you get access to everything we've done in that back catalog so you get access to all the retro nxt reviews pay-per-view reviews movie reviews everything is at your uh fingertips at your leisure and you can use the rss little thing that connects to your phone you can listen for only five bucks yeah this uh this month we're gonna be going back to the world of was next november 2013 talking about the november 13th and 20th editions of nxt 
Uh, we've got our first Pixar review ever. One of Whoa. our world champions has picked Ratatouille. And, well, we like our food here at the BDE, so I'm sure we'll go into a deep dive on food, our favorite dishes, etc., etc. And it would be this month Macho Man Randy Savage's 70th birthday. Oh, yeah. So figured it would be a great time to do a best match ever on Randy Savage, who uh, we haven't touched on a great deal, I'd say. A little bit on our WCW reviews, but yeah. uh, I feel that would be pretty fun. I'm sure looking at some Savage Steamboat and the likes. And yeah, I mean, that one we'll definitely be talking about. I, 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 have, I always had a weak spot for it. I know it's not a good match, and I haven't watched it in a long time, but Hogan Macho Man, the, the one Mania main event. Like, yeah. I remember being really into that as a kid. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Macho Mark, so I can't wait. We were just talking about him in uh, a Halloween Havoc review like last week or so. so mm. Jumping that, off the off the off cage, the cage to, to, to hit no one <laughs> at the end of that one. Yeah, that was wild. And uh, we will be going back to WCW as... Main roster WWE have announced they're doing their first ever war games. War games. So we thought we've we've talked about the the like quote unquote best war games before. I think was it the ninety two one? We yeah. talked about the triple cage. Definitely not the worst. Uh, and obviously we've been doing our NXT war games reviews over the years. So we're going to be looking at WCW Full Brawl ninety seven twenty five years later, headlined by the Four Horsemen. Versus the NWO in War Games. Yeah, super hyped about this. Uh, we put it to a poll on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined, you should. Uh, for the memes alone, uh, UPNXT group. And uh, you all voted for this one. So we're going to review it. And it's going to be a ton of fun looking back at some retro War Games. So go Jericho versus Eddie on the, nice. on the show, which nice. should be pretty good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Do you think um, do you think the WWE will get William Regal to do the intro for? Do you think Tony Khan will let him uh, like just, just say it, just record saying it, or they'll just use the clip from before? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or get someone else to do it, which mm. is probably the way they're going to do it. But yeah, uh, excited for War Games. And then it's now November, which means it's the month of the five year anniversary show for post wrestling live in Newark at the QXT nightclub. Get your tickets now. Go to postwrestling.com to get your tickets. Uh, I think there, there aren't many that left anymore. So so go and pick one up. And we'll be kicking off that show. We're the curtain jerkers there. And we'll be playing one of our very, very famous uh, games. But for the first time ever, live in person. It's a big like, tournament, knockout tournament to determine who the number one contender is to face. Oh, well, it's AEW weekend, I guess. An eliminator tournament. That's right. To determine Fire Frank's opponent for the BDE Championship. Yeah, this is going to be uh, a whole lot of fun. We are lucky enough to be, to be part of post wrestling with John and Way, and they've been killing it for almost five years. I can't believe it's been five years since, uh, since these guys started this whole thing, which is just fantastic. And to be, to be part of it is one thing, but to now open for them in New York, this is going to be a whole lot of fun. I know tickets are pretty much sold out, but there still is a few. So postwrestling.com slash live. If you're on the fence, I don't know what you're thinking about. Just do it. Don't think. Just go get the tickets. Come hang out. It's going to be so much fun. We, not only will we be opening up for John Away, but we decided it is a perfect time for us to unveil something special for our listeners and ourselves on this very day 
at this very event. So you want to get the first heads up on it. You got to be there live and we cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to party. We're going to go to full gear afterwards. We're going to be running around rampant in New York City that whole week. And uh, let us know if you'll be there because we are going to have so much fun. So shout out John away. Five years. Can't wait. Yeah, the whole crew is going to be there pretty much. Multiverse of yeah. post wrestling here. Like, I mean, very excited. We got we got Andrew Thompson, we got John Cena, we got uh, Mike Murray, Brandon from New Jersey. I was listening to Grapple earlier today, and and Andrew Thompson right now on, on any platform he can get onto yeah. is firing out shots at our man Neil. Our man Neil is going to be there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he's still not over that elimination from the Up Next Rumble. We just we should just book them a one on one. Like a one-on-one thing. That should be the tortilla challenge. <laughs> Let's, I want to see him slap each other with well, tortillas. Uh, well, Neil managed to avoid the uh, the dick punch match against uh, Chris Elliott. He still owed a dick Elliot, punch. So he still owed a dick punch. Maybe it's coming from a, tortilla? Uh, the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some crazy games. And then, I mean, if you followed our live games, Fire Frank is the reigning BDE champion. He's on a run just like Roman Reigns here. Could this be it? Could someone finally dethrone him? We will find out mm. on November 19th, 2022. But yeah, we're super excited. And uh, shout out Post Wrestling. Post Wrestling over everything. But yeah, go check us out. All the other stuff, guys. We appreciate you listening to us uh, and all our our fun, silly reviews and, and all that stuff. But uh, should we talk about some NXT? Let's do it. NXT from November 1st, 2022 at the Capital Wrestling Center. We open with the NXT World Champion, Bron Breaker, who comes out and says that Halloween Havoc was monumental for NXT and our locker room. We had guys like Wesley winning the North American Championship, guys like Julius Creed winning an ambulance match. And, well, he's then interrupted by Pretty Deadly, who says, Bron, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. You narrowly escape with the title. And then you come out and you go, woof, 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 I'm Bron Breaker, and that was a scrap. I'm a rough and tough fighting champion. They're kind of mocking Bron, uh, how he talks, and the whole uh, dog face gremlin thing here. They say, you're the absolute worst, and we're sick of you. So Bron tries an impression of his own. He says, well, excuse me, mate. What do you two wankers want? And wanker is a word that wouldn't get away in the UK at 8pm, but I think because yeah. most Americans don't really know what it is, it somehow just passes the watershed. I guess. I was wondering about that. I'm like, ooh, I've, I know you're not supposed to say that, but let Bron say it. So there's a chant of wanker from this crowd, and then pretty deadly say, it was bad enough last week with Wesley's celebration, and now we have to get yours um, well, we defended our title last week and therefore we deserve a celebration tonight. And this is where Wesley comes out and tells Pretty Deadly to shut up. Uh, but he does credit them on having nice hair. And Bron Breaker says, yes, I agree. They're like angels. <laughs> they are. What they we, are. <laughs> we always say that, that they are pretty, uh, pretty deadly looking. So Wesley and Bron decide to kind of give Pretty Deadly what they want and announce them as the tastiest snacks in NXT and the NXT Tag Team Champions as Pretty Deadly do their side plate check to the camera. But Bron says it's normal here that if you start the show, you're going to get interrupted. And it's normally by someone challenging for those titles. So how about tonight, main event, Bron and Wes team up to go for those two titles. And 
pretty deadly are like, ah, no, you're right. Opening the show sucks. And we have our main event uh, confirmed for Bron and Wes going to be uh, going for the double championship. Yeah, I like how they say, wow, things couldn't possibly get worse. And then R-Truth's music hits. And they're like, oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Yeah, uh, I know uh, it's it's been overused lately, but uh, where is the lie? Mm. Pretty Deadly are absolutely right. As soon as Braun came out, I said, dude, Halloween Havoc was last week. You should have done this last yeah. week. But it was your birthday, so you had the day off. But why are we doing the, well, last Saturday was a really tough... Dude, you, it, yeah, we did that already. Ago, yeah. It's over. Why, yeah. are you, why are you doing this? And they interrupted him making fun of that. Uh, actually kind of made me go, Braun, what are we doing here? What's, mm. what's the point? Is if... If no one else is going to challenge you, does that mean you're just going to take the tag titles off of Pretty Deadly? Uh, I thought Pretty Deadly were more over than Braun uh, in yep. this segment, uh, which is funny. Because you had you had the, the few people in the crowd kind of cheering for both sides here. But me as a fan, just being like, well, yeah, he does always do this. And it is annoying. And it was last week. So, yeah, uh, I was on their side. Yeah, it was a pretty paint-by-numbers yeah. segment. But I do think... Uh, Pretty Deadly were entertaining here, so it, it kind of, they got away with it. Um, Wesley, I find, needs some sort of edge to his character. I find him very dorky. Yeah. Um, and just a bit happy to be there, um, which I, I don't really like from from the baby faces. Um, but yeah, this was all to set up the main event. Uh, didn't think it was the hottest way to open the show, but Pretty Deadly had some funny lines. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we go to our first match, which was set up last week. Our truth taking on Grayson Waller. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, this one ends pretty early. We have Truth taking down Waller with a head scissors and hip toss. Waller comes back with an STO and goes for his second rope elbow drop, but R-Truth rolls out of the way and sends Waller to the outside and goes for a Topacon Hilo and kind of gets caught up on the top and falls pretty nastily. Uh, You see on replay, he's like grabbing his left knee, we go to commercial break, and after the break, we see Truth is being well, taken out injured. Well, no, actually. They cut to picture in picture, and they don't at all show you our truth mm. The camera is tight, deadlocked on Waller, so he starts doing push-ups. Yeah. He starts doing jumping jacks, and then finally, a ref comes over to him, and you can see the ref is talking to Waller, and Waller's like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. And mm. then they come back. They show our truth being escorted out, walked out as he's limping, cuts back to Waller. They ring the bell. So they waited the whole picture in picture to basically go, we don't know what to do yeah. now. So we better just keep doing it. So uh, from all this, I'll give Waller the props of mm-hmm. like kind of knowing to do something than just standing around being like, oh, man, I feel awful. He at least like, you know, you, you know, there must be a million different thoughts going through this dude's head since the guy got injured right in front of you. But to kind of take it over and keep running with it. He grabs a mic. He's yeah. like, yeah, what did I fucking tell you? I told you I'm Grayson Waller. I'll kill anyone. Like I thought he did yeah, a good job. Yeah, I, I was impressed. Like he, he definitely didn't drop his character at all. Yeah. And yeah, obviously he had, they have their allotted time. It was supposed to go through a commercial break. So, um, and then I would imagine probably would have meant to go in two minutes after the break, something yeah. like that. But yeah, he says, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, I am the most underrated superstar. I just beat a 20-year-old vet, and there's a You Got Lucky chant. And he says, yeah, I get lucky every night. Uh, NXT is Grayson Waller's house, and nothing is going to change that. So yeah, basic promo, but like fair play to him, like having the initiative to like talk and like think on his feet and yeah. kind of 
kill the time here while truth is getting escorted out. But. He also points at Booker during the PMP. He points at Booker and Booker's like, yeah. And then he does the spin rooney <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, another thing that really made me laugh is during our truth entrance, they then went to commercial. Mm. And when we come back, our truth is still performing. What's up? <laughs> it's been two thirty, two minute, 30 seconds of him doing that on top of already doing it. And then he does it again. So Booker T asked Vic in a very important question. I'm going to ask you a very important question. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I got a pop out of that, but uh, unfortunately we didn't get to really see this match. Yeah. There was a cool head scissors from our truth. And then he got that hurt about with it. the tope. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hope it's, it's not as bad as it, it seems. I mean, I hope he's okay. He yeah. wasn't stretched out. He was limping out. So I guess that's, a good sign, maybe. They did show the replay, and it's like he is selling that it's his leg. But then, unfortunately, Waller went to check on him and went, you know, they, the wrestler tap, like, are yeah. you okay? But did it right on the leg? He didn't know that's oh. where he got hurt. But he's like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Fuck. Well, maybe it was just the truth. was like, ah, uh, that looked like shit. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. Nah, I'm done. Throw up the. Stover, you win this no, one. Obviously, hope he's okay. Yeah, hope he's okay. I haven't read any. I mean, we, we're doing this the next day. I haven't read anything uh, else. I went on but, Twitter. I couldn't find much more apart from like replays of the. It was all the work. Yeah, it's all the work. They worked us. So uh, we then go to a backstage sit-down interview that apparently happened last night. Uh, Vic Joseph interviewing the Schism, um, and Ava Rain is Vic Joseph says, "Look, I've I've known you for years, Ava Rain. You've been here in the the PC." And why schism? And she says, well, no one thought it was me. And I've been around WWE my entire life. And no one took the time to get to know me apart from those three. And when I started here, I had a devastating injury. And you know who texts me? This new guy here, Joe Gacy. She goes, Vic, you just said you've known me for years. I didn't get a text from you. You didn't look out for me. These guys did. And you didn't ask Rip or Jagger why they joined Schism. You're asking me, why is that? And Vic asked Joe Gacy about the... They're kind of dancing around the topic of who Ava Rain is. They've yeah, not out they don't right say it. said it's The Rock's daughter, but I would assume they're assuming most of their audience have figured that out. Because the way he says it to... When he asks the question to Joe Gacy, like, obviously the attention the and... new spotlight yeah, yeah. and being in the media and all yeah, that yeah. um it's how how do you feel about that and uh joe says ava didn't join to do something for us everyone all her life has asked her for things they don't deserve or earn she is here because we accept her for who she is and now there are more eyes on us than ever before and we've had to endure the ridicule from the nxt locker room and wider community and together and we've now achieved togetherness and rip fowler offers vic a pin and vic turns it down and they say the lack of acceptance is why we are who we are and then vic joseph brings up that there was a tweet from cameron grimes saying that it's sad to see ava be brainwashed by these guys and ava says that cameron grimes isn't behind me he even had to pay two guys to win him a match recently and next week it's going to be Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes for the last time, four roots, one tree. That's their catchphrase yes. that they end on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I liked the fact that they brought up, like they made it more like a sit down interview to kind of ex- have things explained. Cause last, last week was pretty much like mumbo jumbo, hocus pocus mm. kind of talking as 
as is this, to be fair. But there were two things that had my interest, which was the, oh, how's it, you know, how's it like with everyone talking about this group all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Because you got The Rock's Daughter, without saying it that way. And then also asking, uh, I think it was, fuck, what's their names? That's not their real names. Rip Fowler, Jaggery. (laughs) Rip Fowler is like, oh, I I also see the comparisons. People keep comparing us to other groups Mm. in WWE and in past and present and stuff like that. And he goes, it's not fair, like... No one is as connected as us. I'm like, eh, cop-out answer, but uh, all right. Um, I, th- I I, mean, do we go to – I don't see her wrestling for quite a while at this pace. She's been in the PC for two years. We mm-hmm. have not seen her on TV since uh, – until last week, and now they're hyping up that Gacy's going one-on-one yeah. with Grimes. I still have a feeling like she's just kind of this – I think it's something you can you can yeah. build up and, and kind of ride this buzz for a bit. And, I mean, it could be – Six months from now, you yeah, know, where you yeah. promote her first match. big match. But I think you have her be involved, doing interferences, doing promos like this, that kind of thing. I I actually thought this was the most coherent schism's been for a long time. Everything they said, it wasn't spooky-dooky Bray Wyatt stuff. It kind of did make sense of everything. I liked, I kind of liked Ava Rain bringing up that, look, these are the only guys who've looked out for me since I've been here, kind of making it make sense. And maybe it's a bit of a a soft reset. Like they're they're acknowledging, like okay, the locker room made fun of us, but they're kind of acknowledging everyone's been shitting on us yeah. since this thing started. So I'd hope a bit of a like soft reset. Now Ava Rain's joined the group. It's definitely got some more attention on it now, and it's the most attention these guys have had. I mean, Joe Gacy was featured in Forbes. He was because of the wokeness. Yeah, never forget. So he's had uh, he's had quite a year, but. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. This, and I thought I I thought Ava Rain sounded pretty good. I think she, she sounds good. Yeah, I, I think she's already got this. I mean, she got it from her papa, but she's got the she's got the like presence there. She doesn't feel like she's practicing like a lot of people. Uh, she did. Uh, I believe she tweeted out. Someone asked her about what was it in an interview? Asked about uh, her dad, and she just said irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this whole group is is full of that. You got The Rock's daughter, you got Bray Wyatt's brother, you got Kane's son, and I don't know what James Drake is doing these days. He doesn't have the contacts in, he doesn't have the white Mormon shirt, and he doesn't have he, he doesn't shave his beard anymore. So he just looks like the way he used to. Gradually look. shedding it. He's just bit. leaving, I yeah. think. <laughs> I don't know. He's not about this at all. But uh, yeah, just four, four random people in one group together. Uh, yeah, I still... I, I, I like all the talent involved. Mm. Uh, we've talked about how Joe Gacy, obviously, for the past year, has been on probably the worst run that we've seen in NXT just because of the Druid shit mm. and the Braun angles and all that stuff. But I think he works better when he's just actually kind of more grounded in himself. Yeah. I think he, he can talk fine. I am a fan of his wrestling, to be fair. Um, it's just it was getting too too ridiculous this past year. And then you take the team with, with Fowler and Rip Taylor, or whatever their names are, and then you, you change them to this. And then now they're talking kind of like how they used to talk anyways. It's like, did we need to go that route? I, well, I, th- I think it is them... It's since maybe it's a kind of yeah. Triple H move. Yeah. Like since the change, it's kind of okay. Let's we got way too spooky with these guys. Yeah. Have them just as outsiders. These are guys that the locker room have kind of shunned. Right. Um. And I mean, GYV were kind of on the outs, weren't they? Um. Before they made this change. Yeah. So I think the idea of them coming together does kind of make sense. But just 
lose the hocus pocus, have it more of a group of pissed off outsiders who it's them against. The they world look like Raven's flock now. Yeah, they look and I like think that, that works yeah. better. They all sure. look like they're listening to Nirvana, in there, especially James Drake. We'll he, he's got yeah. his flannel, his Seattle flannel on. We'll see next week in this final match with uh, Grimes whether it's kind of back to the old stuff or whether we see some new like wrinkles to this. I'm sure it'll keep evolving, but yeah. Uh, I, it, it's better than what they've done in the past, but I do think having the attention brought on, oh, the Rock's daughters in mm. this group, gets people like, oh, I got to see what she, she does. So for, for they're, th- they're not, it's... They're, they, the company, don't want to mess up having yeah. the Rock's daughter, you right. know. So you would think they're not going to be just giving her the drizzling shits. Yeah. You would hope this so is all to build better her. for yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the long run, because they're not going to want to shit the bed with the Rock's daughter. Of course, fourth generation superstar. The attention's going to be there. Yeah, has there been a fourth generation before? I don't think so. No, I, not that I'm aware. Like that's crazy. That's At least not to like a big level yeah for, yeah 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 fair rock was the first third generation third generation and now I there's believe. a bunch of third generation yeah. wrestlers so i mean fourth that's just crazy mm. by this yeah in another 10 years we're gonna have a few of those because people are having kids and yeah. wrestler babies and mm-hmm. yeah impressive so we see javier bernal and he's outside hbk's office where idris anofi and malik blade are there waiting and Bernal just says, guys, you're just not championship material. And last week proved that. And he said, you might as well just go because HBK is going to tell you the same thing. So don't waste his time. And I'm actually here because I've requested a match for tonight. And that's when the office room door of Shawn Michaels opens and Odyssey Jones comes out. And he looks all excited and happy. He says, tonight, Big Body Havy has a match with Big Body. Body O. Damn. Big Body O makes more sense because he's like a big guy. Big Body Javi, I'm just like, you just look like... Dude, he's standing next to Idris Anofe, who is a fucking physical specimen (laughs) with his shirt off and every... I would too. Look at him. He's jacked. And Javi here is like, I'm Javi the body. I'm like, dude, you look like me. I don't know. <laughs> he just he just looks like another guy. Yeah. Um, not not knock it, but it's like No, I am. Fuck no, him. Well, no, it's but like remember when uh, what's his name? Bronson Reed was talking about like Oz style, Aussie style, and we're like we're strong not, style. We're not seeing any strong style. Yeah, you're not doing you. any of you're that. You're just yeah. using a name that like sounds cool, right? But it doesn't suit you. Like big body, like this isn't a body guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, he looks like he's like extras in like movies. That's his like his normal role. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of this guy. I'm, he he can make me laugh sometimes. Like here, like being scared that he's now has to face Jones, but just like ah, like Idris standing there looks like a million dollars, and yeah. then this guy's talking about how his, his gimmick is the body. I get I get that's the joke, but like just nah, we can do better than that. I always find it funny as well when someone requests a match and then they're mad at who they've. Right, yeah. In a match. Also, like, Javi, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Javi, like, do you watch the show? Last week, we were told that Odyssey Jones would have uh, an opponent pick for him. So maybe you would have known that and not have... Fell into the trap, yeah. Yeah, come on. Watch the show. (laughs) You see Zoe Stark backstage uh, in the women's locker room, and she's frustrated after last week's tag match. And Indy Hartwell, who's had a bit of a edge recently and is not afraid to kind of call people out, uh, says, look, Zoe, you don't see me pouting. It's like, I mean, Indy, you were for a long time. You still do, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But she says, you have a championship uh, match next week, so get over it. When was the last time I had a championship match? And they kind of get into each other's face, and this sets up a match between the two for later tonight. Yeah, poor Indy. We see Thea Hale backstage getting hyped up for a match against Kiana James. Uh, and Andre Chase is trying to get her in the zone and saying, make sure you hydrate, etc., etc. But she says something doesn't feel right. Who's going to carry the flag? And I think this is the oh. time we pour one out. Pour one out. For Bodie Hayward. Yeah, pour one is, out. Who is left? Who's been released? Yeah, I don't think he left. <laughs> uh, yeah, Br- Brady Booker is what he's going by now. I believe that's his real name. But Bodie Hayward has been released, uh, which is very interesting because, look, NXT has released people right in the middle of storylines. Mm. Don't like act like they haven't done that. But the storyline was that he, he was missing from class last week. Yeah. We'll never know what happened to what him happened? in traffic. To get to chase you on time. Yeah. We'll never know. Did Duke kill him? I think Duke killed him. <laughs> Duke straight up murdered him. <laughs> so, that's, that's kayfabe now is, Duke, you were the last person to see him. Where the fuck is where he? Where is he? Yeah. Um, it, it's very strange. There was a few others that weren't really used on television uh, a lot. So I, I don't even have the list in front of me. But like Bodie was the only one that was actually featured, featured on, TV on TV for a while. In an angle for quite a while. And I mean, uh, when it came to his wrestling, we did not really see too much of him. But he is someone that was really starting to get over with his comedy and facial reactions and stuff like that. Like as as you know, much as I don't like a lot of the silly stuff in NXT 2.0. I did think I got a few laughs uh, mm. out of him, so definitely p- the respects to him. Could be good for him, though. You know, work indies, tour, yeah. and, and wrestle more. Um, Hell yeah. Could be better for you than doing two-minute tag match once a week. So, yeah, yeah he's he's a super young dude as well, I, yeah. I figure. So, uh, yeah, I if he wants it, like, I'm sure he'll will see him around and could hopefully improve and maybe come back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, she's looking at Thea Hale's looking at the flag and is upset. Yeah, is it, is it wrong when they do this? I felt what, I felt it was wrong when they did Dexter dirty because remember they released Dexter in the middle of a storyline mm. and then we're like, okay, well like that's kind of weird and kind of shit. And then on screen they're like, oh, Indy, you're, everyone's left you. It's like, well, well, like no, like you fired the guy. Like well, it's it's a TV show. Like yeah. they, I, I'd much rather they do this than just pretend. They never existed. Well, like, like I think bringing it into story, like, yeah. But, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't don't listen to podcasts about wrestling. Don't you mm. know do all that stuff. So they didn't even like tie it in. They just went, "Hey, he's not here still. He he never made it to class. He's fucking dead." Mm. That's what we. That's what you would assume if you like think about it. You watch the show. Who's- it, it is weird that they don't like that. Just if, say if it. They're, if they're, yeah, I yeah. see what you mean. If say they're it acknowledging then. it, just be like... If you're saying it, if it's okay to go, well, Dexter ran away from Indy. He doesn't want to be with her. Where's Bodie? Ah, he's gone. He's not in Chase U anymore. Like, say it then. He, Don't be cowards. He resi- like, yeah. he handed in his, like, release he failed, or whatever. Yeah, he failed and he skipped, got expelled. Or, he skipped from class. Yes. You know, he can't No, I, I agree. Um, they do this weird sort of half-winking, like, uh Yeah. You could have been more cheeky with it. You could have had Chase U, you know, like, well, he was expelled for this or, class, you yeah. know, things like that. Well, Duke Hudson just barges through the wall. Yeah, he um, totally looks like a college student. <laughs> and he's he's got his Chase U tank top. 45-year-old and college And he grabs the flag and starts and says, I will wave it for you. So Duke Hudson playing this... Uh, like, I've turned the corner, I'm a good guy. 
has he got a thing for Thea Hale? We don't. Has he know. murdered Bodhi? Has he murdered Bodhi? <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm. It, it's the best role I've enjoyed Duke in so wow. far because I'm interested. Is this all like we expect? It's all bullshit, and that yeah. he's he's actually going to be a bad guy. But that could be fun to play with. That maybe no, he he didn't he didn't kill Bodhi like. Some of the people in the chat, shout out Twitch chat, are saying that Booker T on commentary mentioned that Bodhi had his scholarship yanked. Okay. But like... Okay, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So Duke has now taken the role of, of Bodhi. Bodhi. Which he doesn't... He looks like he could be the professor. Like he's got a bigger beard than Andre Chase. <laughs> no, he's a... You, you get older students. Adult students, yeah. Adult students. He's fair. like... I mean, to be fair, he hasn't like found his way in NXT. So maybe he, he go back to school. He doesn't need to go back to school. You me, know? And, me and him both. Learn a new hold. Yeah. So that takes us to our match. Kiana James versus Thea Hale. Uh, we get Thiana, uh, sorry, Kiana, who locks in a key lock, which Thea powers out of, and then catches the boot of James and delivers a big clothesline. Uh, she, uh, Thea starts to have the whole cup spot, hits a couple of shoulder blocks, and then uh, a kind of sloppy-looking splash in the corner. And then there's a drop kick to the knee, followed by a blockbuster from Hale, she climbs up to the second rope and goes for a cross body, but this gets rolled through by Kiana James. But Thea rolls that through for a near fall, fall. And this is where Duke Hudson on the outside tries to help. But Andre gets in his face and says, we don't cheat and chase you and sends Duke to the back. And Duke like looks angry. He looks like he's going to do something about it. And then he's like, no, fair enough. You're right. And he goes to the back. But after this distraction, this allows Kiana to hit a finish, which is kind of like a sling, sling blade flatliner yeah. kind of thing, coming from behind and then turning it into the flatliner. I'm thinking of the move. For the win. Yeah, Penta does the inverted uh, sling blade into like a bulldog sometimes, mm. and this was similar to that, but when you spin around, you catch them with like a paid or a flatliner yeah. kind of thing. Look cool. Yeah, look good. Um, so Kiana James gets the win on Thea Hale here. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a, a nothing match. I, I was expecting just a little bit more, but I guess the character of Thea is beaten down that her friend is is not there with her. I yeah. guess they were going with. But, uh, I mean, Kiana James working some dark matches for, what, main events, superstars, mm. or stuff like that. So maybe they're eyeing her for a main roster push. I, I don't know if she's quite ready yet, I want to see Kiana, because there are stuff I like about her, and I think I kind of want to see her with a few more like veterans and yeah. give a bit more time to see what she can do with that. Cause she's had things that have impressed me. I think Thea is very green right now. She is super young, but her kind of scrappiness kind of suits her character, which is a bit of a scrappy do character. So I think it works for her right now, but um, yeah, Kiana, I kind of want to see in something a bit more uh, substantial to see how she can hang. Yeah, and how come Keanu, when she makes her entrance, she's in, like, backstage, gorilla position, and then she gives her assistant, like, her clipboard, and then, like, goes to the ring without the assistant. I'm like, yo. Her assistant has to man the phones. Oh, right. Uh, Keanu's out of office right now. Damn. She's having a match. After the match, Charlie Dempsey hits the ring and attacks Andre Chase. It's not very uh, I kind of forgot about Charlie Dempsey. He didn't know who it was for a second. Yeah, he'd been away for a, a little bit, but he attacks Andre Chase. Thought it was Pete Dunne. So Duke Hudson runs out for the save to, to help Chase here. He scares him off and then kind of makes a face like, huh, I didn't plan that, but now Andre Chase really likes me because yeah. I saved his ass from getting beat down mm. from this guy. Uh, so, so Andre Chase storyline now feuds and shifts into... 
feuding with William Regal's son. Yeah. For like <laughs> for like a lower mid card thing, I am somewhat enjoying this Tracy stuff. All I know I'm is I'm intrigued by uh by Duke with what happened with Bodie and uh Charlie Dempsey I think is pretty good, so I, I'm kind of happy we'll see a bit more of him. You know, something about this show, like if you listen to us week by week, we're turncoats. Like I just praised Grayson Waller earlier and I usually don't really like him, but we're very honest on this show. And Duke has been put in like the shits, man. Mm. This guy has been put through the absolute ringer. Here he is pretending to be a college or university student. Like he's been through some shit. I really want to see him make it out on the other end. I really want to see him one day just wrestling on Raw or be the poker player on Raw. He, do he this should on be Raw. the one that has an actual graduation. <laughs> Have it like the whole time we think he's being like a shit. Yeah. And like, no, he's, he's, he's that naughty kid at school who's turned over a new leaf. Right. And now he's, he's graduating. He's graduating from Chase. Gets U, to go to the main roster. And he gets to go to Raw. <laughs> I'd be down. I feel like this guy's just been, I just, I'm not saying I feel sorry for him. The guy's on TV. He's great. Look at him. He's six foot five. He's awesome. But like he slowly grows on me as like, I just want this guy to do good. Yeah. And that's how I feel about all these people. It's saying something when like this chase you stuff is the best thing he's done. (laughs) Yeah. It just shows like the, the like shitty stuff. Yeah. I I don't know. I think, I think they all play the character quite well. And I, I never feel these Chase U segments never really outstay their welcome too long. It's Fair. like a quick five, six minute Cause, segment. Because I was also time. dying. I mean, here I am turncoating again. But Booker T was going off. We, he, you mentioned he mentioned the, the scholarship yanking of Bodie. But he started going off like, let me tell you something. Like, is this a real university? And then just starts going off like, you know, there's a lot of those online fake university courses where, you know, you think you're getting your credentials, but actually you're just paying someone five G's for nothing. He's explaining this to Vic and Vic is like, no, 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 it's real. It's real. I've been to the campus. It's a beautiful campus. And then he's like, no, 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 you're, you're, you're lying, Vic. I know this is not a real university. I really enjoyed uh, the, the back and forth there where Vic is playing it cold. Like, no, no, no it's real. I've, I've been to the cafeteria. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. Book gives these <laughs> death stares to Vic as yeah. well. I don't know if you've not, yeah, I, like, yeah. I find it scary. He does it to everyone. Remember he's on those panel shows? He's been memed to like insanity because yeah. he's always just like staring Side at Side eye. But like he looks like he's going to like just fuck this guy up. I, def- I had someone text me uh, this morning. Shout out Scorpio Sam, friend of the show. He was like, yo, was Booker T lit as fuck last night? I was like, I think that's every night. And I don't think he was. I think that's just how he is on TV. And I, I hate it. But I also love it. So uh, there's somewhere in the middle. I told you. I love Booker T. But oh man, he, he confuses He's definitely me. someone to me that, I don't know, just... Just says what he's thinking at the yeah, time. Yeah, I and guess. He'll, be, he'll contradict himself. He'll. Oh, I love this. Do you know this person? No, but I, I love that. Love person. this kid. Hate this kid. <laughs> this kid here. Let me tell you something. This kid. Hate this kid. I don't know, but him going off about like this fake university. You look like a bum, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I love hate Booker T so much. Uh, and the other way around. Hate to love Booker T. Love to hate I him. I just don't like him. <laughs> Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. 
And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. <laughs> we have Briggs Jensen and Fallon Henley backstage, and they say they're pulling for Braun and Wes tonight, but they know deep down that they can beat pretty deadly. And this is when Gene, G, Secretary Gene, come in, comes Gene. in with some papers, and well, uh, Brooks Jensen is just staring at her chest, and Briggs says. Come on, man, eyes up. And he's like, oh, eyes up, eyes down. I don't know where I'm supposed to look. Rick says, the papers. You were handed some papers. She said, Lilo, the papers. And Briggs go, Brooks goes, who's Leroy? He goes, no, you idiot. Lilo, it means read in Spanish. Damn. So um, what, what are these, these papers that they've been given? I, I don't know. Because we know she's, uh, Kiana's trying to buy the land that Chase U is on. But is she trying to buy maybe Fallon's bar? Is that it? She's trying to buy all the real estate the, for the NXT Monopoly. It, it would be the Mellow's Barbershop is under threat. The barbershop, the Schism's tree. The, they have an actual tree. It's like the tree of life. Yep. Um, yeah. The bar, I guess, is her uh, thing. the nail salon. You got that. Who's nail salon? Tiffany's, right? She's been at the nail salon. She's been at the nail salon. I guess so. Um, She's been somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bar, the barber shop, the Chase University. The I guess that's about it right now. Yeah. As it comes to uh, properties in NXT land, but mm. the parking lot, obviously. But that's just like the dark lands. I assume maybe here setting up something between Fallon and and Kiana. I don't know. I, I love this assistant though. Or yeah. Or are they? What, was she talking to a guy at some point as well? Could this be another tag team that Kiana's gonna? Get involved to fight these guys. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Her and her business stuff. We see Braun, Breaker, and Wesley getting ready backstage when Mr. Stone comes in and says, Braun, you're more concerned about winning the tag titles than defending your own. Well, how about you try and face someone bigger and stronger than you in Von Wagner? And Braun says, if he wants a shot, he can ask it for himself rather than send his errand boy. Now leave here. Or I'll put your head through a locker. Damn. It reminds me of uh, F is for Family, the, the Bill Burr yeah. cartoon. He's always like, you do this or I'll put your head through that fucking wall. <laughs> Maybe he's a big fan of yeah. this show. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I, I agree with Braun, though. This guy's like, 
hey, Mr. Stone's like, yo, Braun, you're big, you're strong, but I know someone who's who's bigger and stronger, Von Wagner. And, you know, I'm the biggest Von supporter there probably is. Even I was like, ah, come on. Now's not the time, man. <laughs> yeah. He's not bigger. He's not definitely not stronger. He's taller. Might be taller. taller. But I don't think there's, like, weight-wise, muscle mass. Maybe. They're probably similar. Yeah, he might be better on the mic. He <laughs> might be better good-looking. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is just Vaughn's world. Mm. And we're living we're in it. We're just living in it. We go to Odyssey Jones taking on Javier Bernal. Um, Jones, That's not his name. It is his name. Jones slams Bernal and starts doing these forward rolls across the back, which are pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, this is basically just an exercise, but mm. that the fact that there's someone underneath you would hurt them, yeah. considering this guy's size. size. So he just keeps running the ropes or running back and forth and like sentoning you. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a bit, we see all the big guys these days do the running senton, but doing like a forward roll with it, I thought... Was something a bit different. Odyssey Jones, man, like we've seen him. He was on TV for a hot minute mm. and wasn't very good and then got injured. And it's like, ah, you got you're taken away from you. So, like, I know he's been along for what seems like a very, very long time. So far, I'm like, okay, you've looked like you've stepped up your game. Yep. So, like, that's impressive to me. And uh, they're selling the the injury that uh, I think they said he came back from a patella injury. Yeah, so the leg. knee. Um, so... Uh, uh, Odyssey goes for the electric chair, but Bernal slips out and now starts working away at that knee, hitting chop blocks and like drop kicks to the knee. And then Jones comes back with a big toss, followed by a clothesline, and then hits the boss man slam, like the the deep six here to pick what, up the win. So it, no, it's the to me it's the the black hole slam abyss. But yeah, it's like the the boss man thing. Yeah, no, it looked spinning good. Spinning slam. Yeah, it looked good. Honestly, this was the best he's looked. Uh, he looked like he was in better shape. He looked just like it just showed off a couple more unique things rather than just being just big another guy, guy. Who smiles. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am still getting a bit of big guy that smiles, but uh, for like his reintroduction, I didn't think this was too bad. Honestly, like all you needed to do was show up with the truck full of girls <laughs> and then wrestle and look a little better than you did. You did both those things. Mm. So good for Odyssey Jones here. We go to the one year celebration of Mandy Rose as NXT Women's Champion. Um, Booker is going off, kind of reiterating what he said on, was it Busted Open this week, where he was just saying that he thinks Mandy Rose is one of the best he's ever seen. <laughs> He's clearly not a fan of the uh, PWI uh, top no. list of women's wrestlers that just came out because Mandy didn't crack the top 10. No. Uh, he's saying, like, <laughs> basically she's done it all. Like, 2017, she done was, it all. was in Tough Enough and kind of... Uh, no, Tough Enough was before then, I believe. But yeah, she's just... I think she's been signed since 17, maybe. Well, I got a question for Booker. What's your favorite Mandy Rose match? Mm. You think you could answer that? No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's absolutely going off on one here. Uh, JC Jane says, now we're in the presence of greatness. Uh, it's one year of Mandy being the baddest bitch in the game. 365 days of being the most dominant champion in NXT. And Gigi continues that you all mocked her, but she has proven that she's more superior than anyone in the locker room, men or women. And you fought legends and underdogs and even unified the titles and helped make Toxic Attraction the most dominant female faction in NXT history. That made me think, what are the other female factions in NXT history? Ooh. BFFs? BFFs? No one touching the BFFs. Sorry, Toxic. You, you're trying to be the BFFs. Which, 
if you want to hear about the BFFs, you should listen to What's Next coming out later this week because we're in the middle of the BFFs right now. Sasha, I mean, were Summer. they really the most dominant? Like, I mean, they Charlotte, all went, was Charlotte champ when she was a BFF. No, but they all two of them went on to be champions and huge stars. So you mm. would could say that those, but two, they weren't dominant as right BFFs. Yeah, I guess right? not. I guess they're right. And I can't think of any other women's stables in NXT. Like the Force Horse women weren't ever weren't a really stable. stable. They're like no. a, a click backstage. Yeah, yeah, it's like a click. Yeah, I guess so. There really hasn't been. There's been tag teams. Kinda. There's been makeshift. It's war games. Like who's Rhea Ripley going to team with? Kind I'm of trying stuff, to think. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of an, another. Like Shayna had an epic run, but she didn't have anybody with her. She had Jasmine, uh, Jasmine and Marina. But yeah, they yeah. were dominant. You don't know me. I mean, <laughs> Gigi and JC are two-time tag champs, and Mandy the. Is she the longest women's champion? She's like got to be. It's like got to be a year long. So got to be. I feel like Asuka held it the longest. No one's ever touching Asuka, in my opinion, of like holding the title and making it what it was today. Oh, yeah. But uh, I will give Mandy that she has been champ, uh, most dominant women's thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, I'm. We're, we're getting a lot of messages uh, today regarding uh, Mandy Rose's OnlyFans, which I did not know was a thing. Uh, where she'll yeah. Uh, uh, Allegedly, Martin Bushby. <laughs> I think it's us Ringside this. News is reporting. Uh, we have to say this properly here. Ringside News has confirmed that Mandy Rose is rating male genitalia on her paywall as well. For thirty-five dollars, you can get an honest review of your package by the NXT Women's Champion herself. Of course, this service is only ap- applicable for those fans behind a paywall who drop fifty-five dollars on a double nipple photo. What's a double nipple photo? I don't know. Can I borrow 55 bucks? <laughs> Damn. I mean, we are the BDE. I mean, bless her. Uh, that's, I did not know if you were in WWE, you could uh, do that kind of stuff. I was unaware of that. But uh, in all honesty, like anyone who's running their own Twitch or their own, I don't know, OnlyFans or Patreon like we do, like, yeah, why should someone tell you what you can or cannot do with certain things? And if there is some sort of, leeway where she is using a service like that yeah she's mandy yeah, rose i'm pretty sure that's been dropped since triple h is the whole like good deal let, and let them yo do you, you like she probably these people can probably post stuff that they post anywhere on other social media but instead now they're having a giant income every month so i i bless it i bless anyone who's trying to get the bag and especially mandy i mean it, look at mandy rose uh, as she says in this promo on this episode of NXT, she says, you all think I'm eye candy. Well, actually, like, I'm a year-long reigning champion, which I was like, hey, that is very valid. And it showed clips of her and the Tough Enough and stuff. But I, I was I was genuinely unaware that uh, WWE people were allowed. I didn't even know about the Twitch thing. Mm. I thought they were still banned from, from Twitch and stuff like that. I did not know that until I this I think morning. it's been lifted. I, I, I mean, clearly, yeah. a few things are being lifted over there on OnlyFans. So, but damn. also, I wonder if it's... Uh, there, there's always been the kind of different deals with NXT to main roster and stuff as well. So I don't know. Uh, but just having a look, uh, Asuka still has the longest reign at 522 days as champion. And that was consecutive. Uh, Shayna Baszler had the two runs, which combined was 416 and Mandy Rose 367 currently. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So she, she's pushing it. It'll be, yeah, the, the Shayna, I don't think she's, Touching Asuka. Like, I know people like Shayna's run and like in in retrospect, yeah, she had some great matches and feuds and storylines and stuff like that. But I think to me, Asuka still is the one that Asuka was so good. Remember, no one beat her 
Ember Moon had to like win that title like the cuckold way. Like actually, I'm going to win it without beating you yeah. and just win it from vacant. It was like, okay, well, that means Asuka's like the best. But yeah. So Toxic throw to a video package from Mandy Rose showing kind of all her main roster stuff and stuff with Otis and, and Sonya and then coming into NXT and with the new look and forming Toxic Attraction. This is where Mandy takes the mic and says, um, oh, all that for just a bit of eye candy. I was a peach. I was a Barbie doll. Uh, I was a centerfold bitch made in a lab. So I made the decision to come here and better myself. And with the help of these girls, Toxic Attraction have risen to the top. This championship represents the greatest women's wrestlers in the entire world. And I don't say put respect on my name because it's a nice catchphrase. I say it because it's the damn truth. And it's felt good sitting on my rightful throne for over a year now. And if anyone has a problem with that, with what I just said, you know where to find me. I'm here every Tuesday when smoke appears from the ring. Smoke him if you got him. And where there's smoke, there's fire. Because <laughs> Alba Fire appears with a baseball bat. And she's swinging at Gigi, swinging at JC. Mandy Rose dips. And then she picks up one of the like giant pictures of Mandy and smashes her over Gigi's head. And then hits the gory bomb through the table as Mandy retreats. And Alba gets on the mic, says... This week I take out Gigi Dolan. Next week I take out JC Jane. And in two weeks I take that title. Damn. So, uh, yeah, title match set up um, two weeks from now. A rematch between these two. I see this as another Mandy win and then set up whoever you got for for deadline. Yeah, I had a I had a real big problem with this episode. This whole episode felt like it was just a replay of last week. A week's. bit of a holdover. Like a what? Backlash kind of like It feels like every feud and every story is doing this. So yeah. I'm a little confused. Braun wasn't here last week, so then talks as if he just retained and then sets up for a title match. And then here we figured Mandy I was figuring Roxanne just comes out and says, "You know what? Uh I was robbed of that la- that last time. Mm. I want to challenge you." Uh, but we're not going that route. So, I mean, Alba versus Mandy in two weeks. Yeah, I thought, or oh, we'd maybe have someone, like, main roster challenge for a TV match in a couple of weeks or something. Like, this This is, like, what, the third time Alba Fire's gone yeah, for it? She went for more it. More than that. I think she went for it as, did she go as Kaylee Ray? She challenged, I yeah. think, and then disappeared, came back as Alba Fire, challenged a couple of times. Like, it's it's definitely a holdover uh, holdover match it feels and I was kind of ready for alright who's the next big opponent for Mandy um, they had an okay match at the pay-per-view I'm sure on TV it'll, it'll be fine but um, I can't say I'm that into Alba Fire and, and this this title chase hasn't been too inspiring for me no I, I didn't mind the, the, the match at Halloween Havoc I mean it had all the Halloween spooky stuff in the beginning of the show which I could probably not care about mm. but I, I was expecting a, a different direction here. Actually, I was this whole show, uh, every segment I went, wait, why are we going backwards again when we we already did this? And this was a big example of that. I loved the gory bomb on Gigi through the table, but uh, I can't say I mm. was. I actually thought what Mandy was saying was kind of a bit of using the truth there, being like, oh, I'm a hot 
chick and all you think I am just a model, just eye candy. Well, like, look, I bring it now. I'm kneeing people in the face. I'm a champion. So yeah. I did, you know, I may not be a fan of this long run and I do want the title to move off of her, but she is right. And she has definitely she stepped is, and up. She sounds more confident and for like, sure. Definitely. And I think Gigi and JC sound better than they used to as well. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like maybe it's just what deadline is about six weeks away. Yeah. Maybe it's all right. We have too much TV time to build to whatever that is. Yeah. So let's just do this once more before we get to very whatever's weird. happening next. Very weird. Very stop, start, and going back. And I, I, I'm not knocking Alba Fire. Again, I thought she had some cool stuff in that match, but this is uh, not interesting to me. Yeah, agreed. Apollo Crews is being interviewed backstage, and he says, uh, most people th- thought that I would be making an appearance to challenge Bron tonight. And uh, Apollo says that when I first came here, uh, a one-on-one match is what I wanted. And I said to Bron, I want that title. But Bron hasn't mentioned my name once since then. And uh, I knew I'd, I'm the one on the chase, but didn't think I'd have to put on my running shoes so much to try and get his attention. And this is where Von Wagner comes in and he calls Apollo a funny guy. You're, a fu- you're kind of a funny dude. <laughs> And he says, you see the future, but when it comes to Von Wagner, I am the future. Yeah. Hmm. See? He is. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so Apollo kind of just reminding us that, oh, yeah, yeah, I came here for the NXT title, not for Grayson Waller. Yeah, not to have funny visions, Mm. which I I think we're not getting anymore. Thank thank goodness. But, of course, everyone's going to poke fun at you now. Mm. You did it, Apollo. You're kind of ruined now. So if Von Wagner takes digs at you... You're done. You're cooked. We have a performance center uh, voicemail. Uh oh. And it says we've we've got it kind of subtitled like last week. The Watcher. You can screen my calls, but you cannot screen my fury. One by one, you all shall fall. So just let it happen as it's written on the walls. Coming to NXT almost feels like home because inside those ropes, the canvas will be the place how I express how I feel in my bones. I will leave my mark, and I warn you all of my imminent start. Sincerely, scripts. As we see in the background the whole time on CCTV, someone's graffitiing the walls, and seems to take a really long time to graffiti the word scripts. It's not a long word. No. <laughs> it's only like a few letters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still doing these kind of poems on the... on the Poems, because um, they were rhyming. They are rhyming. Yeah. It's a... The, the one, I, I'm sure they could have worded this better. Because inside those ropes, the canvas will be the place how I express how I feel in my bones. I feel there's one too many hows in there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe poetry isn't scripts, like, strongest point. Well, it also, it also at one point, is like, uh, this is NXT, I'll show when I come. And I'm like, whoa, is this Von Wagner? I don't know. <laughs> um, very, uh, very interesting. Again, I... I, I just watched that Netflix show, and I definitely feel like they're taking it from there where the voice is reading. If you watch the show, like every episode, there's different what, what letters. Show? The Watcher. Okay. So it's like they're using this like thing where the voice is reading mm. just like it. But again, like nobody uses voicemails again. So I guess it's just something to try to be creative. But uh, as far as WWE NXT goes, it feels like every three weeks it's like, all right, now we're playing the guessing game of who's this person? Mm. And it's just like continues on uh i i don't know who scripts could be i would say that there is a still a few nxt uk people like left over that weren't released quietly so, like they're still here so 
you could maybe phase in someone that's not being used. I mean, I'm not saying it's Tyler Bate or anything, but like mm. there is a few other names that could be from there. But uh, people trying to like change the voice and stuff. I don't know. It sounds like some dude to me. I, like, I, yeah, it's not the most interesting way to get the oh, who is this person? Because he's literally doing the the recycled retribution stuff now yep. with the spray painting and the WWE performance center and all this mm. stuff. Like, uh, so I don't know. Who do you, who do you think it is? Who do you think left the voicemail? Yeah, I, I Dude, I get like three voicemails a day from random people. I don't, yeah. I don't give a, f- like who cares? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, it's not, I, I don't mind a mystery. Like it yeah. gets people talking. Like I, I don't know. It's, I, I know they're doing it a lot. They do it with too the barcodes many times. and stuff, but yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. It does build up some interest. Uh, I, I can't really think who there is though. Like, is this, is this someone from down the PC? As you said, is it NXT UK? I can't really think who's left over or who would kind of fit whatever gimmick they're going for here. Is it someone from main roster coming back down? Like, yeah, changing their name to scripts, or I don't know. Is it a stable of any sort? Or well, it looks like it's just one person. Yeah. So who who writes really fancy looking graffiti mm. and leaves voicemails? So yeah, yeah, uh, interesting. Also, like if this is WWE and they were really worried about who keeps spray painting on their their stuff, like I've watched true crime shows. Just look at who how he wrote. And look at other people's writing. Get, yeah. get an expert to look at this. Again, it feels too much work. I think that that <laughs> they'll just that they'll just wait lot, it out. It's like, it was in the parking lot. It's, shit goes. We'll down just there wait. Anyway. Like it's, it's Florida. Fine. It's fine. It's yeah, probably some guy. In a couple of weeks. Yeah, he'll show up. Then we'll arrest him, charge him for damage. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you could do. <laughs> he told us he's coming. We'll just wait for him. <laughs> yeah, just just wait. He'll show up, and yeah. then we arrest him, and he has to wash off all that graffiti. We go to Indy Hartwell taking on Zoe Stark. We get some big chops from Zoe, who's showing a lot of aggression in this match. Uh, during the match, the lights flicker, and Vic apologizes for the technical difficulties and says, oh, it's happened a couple of times there was a few. recently. And Booker's like, can I get back to my point I was making? It's like, we're doing exposition, Book. Like, we're trying to you build weren't making a, You weren't making a point, Book. <laughs> he was trying to make a point on how Indy Hartwell impresses him, because a few weeks ago, everyone on the internet was like, Book, you didn't you did he train indy no he didn't train indy he, but he was going off on indy didn't know anything and then right. like cuts back to book and, and here he is trying to make the point about this kid indy hotwell but so you think the the technical difficulties are on purpose yeah because like they wouldn't point them out like that they there were a few yeah but it it also just looked like it could have been an accident because it's just like the it looked like an accident because he just went to stuff. yeah the like the multicolored tv stuff. bars yeah bars and status testing screen whatever yeah it's so technical difficulties mm. Uh, Indy comes back with a series of scoop slams and sends Zoe to the outside. Uh, Zoe comes in with her running like dropkick to the side of the head. And Zoe hits, I think Vic called it the Stark Special, which is a second rope springboard corkscrew sent on, which looked very nice. Yeah. Uh, and now, like, just let's rip, starts stomping on Indy in the corner. Nikita Lyons is there on the outside and is like, yo, Zoe, chill, you're going to get disqualified. Um, there's a super kick from Zoe, and now Zoe starts slamming Indy's head against the announce table, clears it, looks like she's going to powerbomb uh, Indy through it, but Nikita talks her out of it. She says, win this in the ring. So Zoe changes her mind, rolls Indy into the ring, gets in the ring herself, but eats the big boot from Indy, and then Indy's new hidden blade, the running forearm to the back of the head to get the pin on Zoe Stark. 
The bullhammer, really, mm. is kind of what it is, right? The forearm smash. Yeah, and Indy's checking out. She's got a bit of a bloody lip at the end of this. So seeing more of an, a pissed-off, aggressive side from uh, Zoe. But Indy kind of continuing to, to rack up these wins recently. With She's got this kind of pissed-off edge to her at the moment. Yeah, her gimmick is everyone's left me. I'm just going to be on my own and see what I can do. And it's kind of working. Mm. I actually like the aggressiveness from both of these people. You mentioned earlier, I hate when wrestling is, I'm just so happy to be here. I'm all about having fun. Yeah. Well, no, uh, that's not this show, actually. Other, like, yeah. I know NXT looks like it's a Nickelodeon kids TV show set, but actually it's supposed to be combat sport. Mm. Uh, call me crazy. But here it felt like they were. Like Zoe was just angry and kept going after her and like uh, getting too hot-headed where Zoe, Nikita, her partner, ringside is like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. So when Zoe's about to like put her through the table, it was Nikita who like walked her off the ledge. Mm. Like, well, you don't need to do this. Do it in the ring. And then goes in the ring and loses. So you know she's like, yo, Nikita, you need to fuck off. They also have a title match next week. So you could see the same thing happening. Yeah, I see them losing next yeah. week and the split between these two happening. I think Zoe, Zoe explodes on Nik- Nikita so. after ca- causing them. But I, I thought, I, I know Zoe, like definitely the wrestling is there with Zoe. I, yeah. I do like oh, a yeah. lot of her wrestling. Very strong. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked how it has the attention now. Nikita kind of costed her the match. Yep. So yep. next week. I think that's foreshadowing. Um, and I think Indy, we've seen, we've seen some really hit and miss matches with her. And I think she's someone that, works better against better people. You know, I think her weaknesses come out when she's facing some of these like greener PC talent, but when she's like, up against someone like Zoe, she looks way better, I think. Yeah. We have a video from uh who we assume is Donovan Dijak, which Donovan. reports are saying he's going to be going by that name. No more Dom? No more Dom. There's only one Dom allowed exactly. in WWE. And we see the, the kind of retribution mask being burnt again. And it says, he says, my eyes are no longer shielded. My business is unfinished. A new order of justice is upon NXT. It's not about anger and frustration. It's about authority. My authority. Authority. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm excited this dude's coming back. Uh, I love his wrestling. I think he's pretty cool. But uh, mumbo jumbo promos like this, talking about justice... How many people talk about justice and injustice? There's literally a group called Judgment Day right now. Yeah. And their whole gimmick is justice. Don't say it. No one should be allowed to say this word for six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't say this got me ex- I got. It did the opposite. Uh, I know he hasn't shown up yet, but he talks like he's a villain in Power Rangers. Yeah. And I, I, I hope this isn't uh, – I hope these are just some – vignettes yeah. to just get you okay he's coming back Dijak's coming back and he'll come back and be more of just the wrestler yeah and i think the guy can talk if he's let allowed to um but i don't want to see this sort of justice yeah. character justice unfinished business mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for that to break out but yeah um but yeah i i would like to see him like right in the in the title mix sure right away i yeah. think we see uh, Valentina Ferois, who's backstage with Sanger, and she's asking him, yo, what's going on? You left, we you left me in our, my match. I uh, thought we were friends. And she asks, will you be in my corner tonight? And Sanger starts to say, you are very strong, but Veer walks in. And he says, but I'm sorry, I can't walk out with you tonight. I can't do that. 
And do it yourself. Veer says, here they take your kindness for weakness. Let me ask you, have they honored you? Exactly. That's why I'm here. And, mm. and they walk off and Wendy Chu's just watching in the background. Yeah, sleepy mm. Wendy Chu. Yeah. So Sangha, uh, so, first of all, uh, Faraz, this happened a few weeks ago. So we didn't even get them explaining why he left. Remember, he just left and she lost the match? Left two, left two weeks ago and then last week he beat Had a match, yeah, or no, beat someone up. Yeah. So now he's just still in the middle of like, ah, oh, I want to be good, but I also, money's mm. good too. So... I guess this was like the breakup of the friendship between yeah. these two. But because she also lost her tag team partner, she's just literally like by herself. Mm. It's kind of the gimmick here that she's she's not used to this. Um, yeah, the Veer thing. I mean, who did they who did they even attack last week? I can't even remember. Was it was it Brooks and Jensen? No, who was oh, it? Man, I don't even. Idris and Malik. No, <sighs> man, that's how much I I can't remember. I, yeah. I I'll tell you, I don't like this show. <laughs> And I, I really, I really think that it's unfortunate because we were really getting into the yogi, yogi version. San, uh, San, yeah, yeah, doing yoga, you know, meditation, being super chill and shit like that. Cannonballs in the pool, and now we're just going back to the well of big scary foreigners. Let's pair them together. And, mm. yeah. Well, I was it. Uh, Sean Michaels said in an interview. I think it was Sean said about these two yeah. and said he basically wants. He doesn't want that. That's why he's having them in suits. He wants them to be like not as your typical like right. big foreign giant monsters. He wants to have some sophistication to them both. Right. And I think that's what they're trying to get out of them. Maybe I don't know. It's a, it's early days, but but imagine this. Valentine. Yeah, like Veer shows up being like, uh, "Looks like you're having a rough time down here in NXT." I mean, not really. Dude's hanging out, going to yoga with these two girls every week. Mm. So Veer, ever since you've he shown had started up, to lose though. He did. He did have a few weeks of losing. Yeah, didn't he? I guess. But like, and people were like, "Hey, remember that positive thinking you were telling us?" Yeah, and he's like, "Ah, well, it's not." Because he went from being a heel to the good guy, now back to being a heel. But mm. yeah, I guess Veer Veer came, and it's all downhill. So we see Zoe and Nikita, and uh, Zoe is just frustrated. She says, "I'm all in my head, and it's getting the best of me." But I promise, on Tuesday, my head will be in the game. And Caden and Katana come in, and they're like, bit cheeky here. Caden's like, oh, look who has no momentum going into the rematch. Ah. And Zoe says, look, we beat you before. And they're like, yeah, but that didn't count as the wrong person. So just getting getting to each other a little bit before the rematch next week, which is confirmed is the main event, which I think could be pretty good. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I think if it gets a bit more time, it's it's closing the show. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, for sure. We go to Cora Jade taking on Valentina Foroyce, and Valentina comes out and she's she's looking all sad, but then she's like, "No, I've got to do this. I've got to do the she's dance." She's like punching <laughs> a fist, and she's like, "I'm determined. I've got this." Uh, we get these uh, like a running meteora from Foroyce, and then Cora starts talking some shit. She's going, "This is your jungle, huh?" Not today, honey. Who are you? Hits this running elbow to the back of the head of Feroz. And then Valentina gets an inside cradle for a near fall. But then Cora follows up by running Senton and the DDT for the win. In not really much of a match here. Didn't get much time. And I think, think both are probably capable of having a nice little match. But I think maybe they're just focusing 
on this Valentina's. A lot of people in NXT don't have their heads in the game. You know, yeah, they, felt, they let yeah. a lot of shit get to them. It felt like the same storyline earlier with Thea Hale, where they're like, "Oh, she's with like Thea with Zoe, yeah, with yeah, yeah." Again, with Indy from a while ago with Sanger. Again, like copy my homework, but don't you know copy it like the same thing. Mm. I feel like NXT just keeps copying and repasting everything. Not just this, but like vignettes and like everything seems like okay, I we watched this last year. We yeah. watched this this week. We watched this earlier tonight. It feels like that. Wesley even. Yeah, it's I, lately lines. lately it's, it, it's a lot. Yeah, of, lately oh, it's I'm copy paste. I'm copy pasta NXT, honestly. I, I lately I cannot stand it. Um Valentina is someone that showed up as enhancement talent and we caught our attention like, "Whoa, Mm. This this she's a little firecracker here. The entrance, the the gear, to the wrestling. I didn't get any of that in this match. Uh, and and I I know people are are fans of Cora, but ever since Cora used the paper skateboard attack on her friend, mm. I've not been super into it. I, I I think she's just cosplaying as AJ Lee since since mm. then on. Especially with the trash talking. I know she dressed up as AJ this past week for her Halloween costume. NXT brought back the the costume battle royal stuff, but. It just feels like nothing. There's not a lot of substance coming. I, no I, wrestling. I agree. I, I think her. Think when she was in her babyface run, she had like the um, like the moment in War Games. She had uh, the match with Natalia. Yeah. Like she had some matches where we've gone like, oh, Cora Jade really right. stepped up. Like she looked good there. And I think it's not lately. It's too much of this character. It's not enough ring time. Um, I'm. And, and I, I think she's got it in her. Like we've seen it with the wrestling, and I'm kind of ready for everything to take the next step. It feels like we've yeah. been in a holding place. I'm ready for Cora and Roxy to be in that title picture, and whichever one you want to go with as champion, have that. I'm ready. I'm. We don't need another Alba Fire match. I'm ready for someone like uh, Valentina to take a step forward. Yeah, uh, like there's a lot of these people who are just in like these holding patterns, and I think we're ready to elevate some characters. And maybe for Royce, I just I hope we don't see her in this like holding pattern until her partner's back, because I could see them totally being in the women's tag title picture at the, some point. The fact that they're but using her with her, yeah, like, we could elevate her and and make her a bigger character. So when her partner comes back, it's we care even more about it. Um, she she's on TV, so like they're using her. But like what I'm saying is, we've seen some really good stuff from Cora, and we've seen some really good stuff from Valentina. Mm-hmm. Valentina is the one I'm like more interested in because I'm like you're this you're really this new like person. Of course, you know you wrestle indies and stuff like that, but you've shown like no 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 you you should be here and you could be this could be your your partner's injured. This could be the time you break out and mm-hmm. no one expected it. But I just didn't get anything from this match. Maybe I was expecting a little bit. But that's where my like kind of frustrations as a fan goes towards Cora J. Just I didn't like her match tonight. I didn't like her match on the Halloween Havoc. Didn't like her match before that. Really haven't liked anything she's done in quite a while. Mm. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one generation of Jade. And it's on Wednesday nights mm. and Friday nights. But I, I don't watch that show either. But yeah. <laughs> After the match, Cora goes to attack Valentina with the kendo stick, but Wendy Chu runs out for the save, and she gets hit by the stick, but grabs it off of Cora and starts swinging at her as Cora retreats. So, uh, leading to, I guess, a Cora Jade Wendy Chu match uh, in a so excited in a few weeks. Can't wait. We see Tony D'Angelo backstage with Stax, and Tony D is thanking him for getting 
that merch seller to push the Tony D stuff. <laughs> he, he threatened the guy, so he's like, you better put the Tony D shirt in the middle, front and center. And the guy's like, whoa, okay, okay, I'll do it. So that's – I've been to the merch stand at NXT. They, they got a little merch stand. I there. picture as well it – like – it could be that guy, but I picture it more being the guy outside of Full Sail. <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. the CWC with the like counterfeit the bootleg stuff, ones, the bootleg yeah. stuff, the old Hebner stuff. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So give him the knockoff. I kind of would have preferred that as the, the vignette here, like See, being that. like, "Yo, yo, yo, go over there and put my shirt in the front." But he's just he's kind of proud of stats, and he says it's like watching my son take his first steps when Electra Lopez comes in. And they're like, ah, look who's all on her own now. She goes, yeah, I'm my own boss now. And you thought I was dangerous before? Well, look at me now. And she goes off and stacks like, do you believe her about the dangerous thing? And Tony's like, you know what? I do. Business went up. Uh... Business did go up. <laughs> so I know she's saying on her own, but maybe like hinting that will be kind we'll be okay. of aligned with We're the, here the family again. Me. Yeah, I, I kind of would. I thought they would have just done that. To be honest, uh, but they they didn't. But it's okay. There's still time. Yeah, she can get business back up. She can. What yeah. was it like? Twelve percent? I think it was eighteen. Eighteen percent, I believe. <laughs> Doing what? We don't know. We don't know. We'll it never went know. Up. It went up. It went up. Uh, next week we get Cameron Grimes versus Joe Gacy for the last time ever. We get Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp in a five minute challenge match. And the main event, Caden and Katana defending the NXT Women's Tag Titles against Nikita, Lyons, and Zoe Stark. Nice. So Nice. Yeah. And that leads us to our main event tonight for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Pretty deadly defending against Bron Breaker and Wes Lee. Uh, Wes is going at it with Kit Wilson to start with. And just kind of evading everything Wilson's throwing at him. He goes for a sunset flip pin attempt and another roll up. And then... Wilson, uh, clearly, like me, been watching his Cobra Kai, goes to sweep the legs, but uh, Wes backflips out of the way, and Wilson is just very frustrated here. Braun makes the tag and hits a huge backdrop to Elton Prince. Oh, a huge backdrop. Yeah, so I mean, he's, ta- he's tall, but he threw him up in the air there, yeah. Pretty deadly go for a double suplex to Wes, but Braun saves Wes and allows them both to hit the Frankensteiner simultaneously to Pretty Deadly. There's then a step-up Rana from Wes Lee, uh, and Wilson then drags Wes out the ring and starts throwing him against the apron. And now this allows Pretty Deadly to just dominate Wes Lee. There's a flying back elbow, like Shane McMahon, from Wilson. And then a neckbreaker for a two-count. Elton Prince comes in with a series of elbow drop, isolating Wes, but eventually makes the hot tag to Bron, who comes in with the shoulder blocks, the kind of catch-in-midair spine buster, the second rope bulldog and the straps come down and hits a double vertical suplex to both members of Pretty yeah. Deadly, which looked very nice. Crushing them both. Uh, tags Wes back in and Bron kind of throws him off the top rope into a splash onto pri- uh, Pretty Deadly. And then there's the super kick from Wes. Bron gets tagged. And then they kind of messed up the camera shot here because... Yeah. Carmelo Hayes is meant to run down, but they shoot to the stage when no one's no there. No one's there. Come back to the ring, and then Hayes comes out, shoves Wes off the top rope, allowing Pretty Deadly to pick up the win and retain. Well, I mean, Vic apologized for the uh, technical difficulties, yeah. so there they are again. Yeah, I, it was it was kind of funny because it cuts to, to no one, and I'm like, well, no what one's that about? there. We're and then the, it's like, ah, oh, he's yeah. shoved off the turnbuckle by Carmelo Hayes. Who would have thought he was running out here? 
It's like, oh, okay. After the match, Wesley hits a tope con Hilo to Carmelo, and they kind of run off to the back, and Bron Breaker poses with the title as Von Wagner comes in and kicks his head off and signals that he will be the next champion. As we see backstage, Apollo Crews is watching on, and JD McDonough comes and says, that vision you have being the man around here, it's going to be pretty hard to have a vision with a detached retina. See you around. Damn. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, match was match was all right. I kind of got the same feeling I get from a lot of pretty deadly matches where they're kind of serviceable. Wesley is in there to do a lot of his flashy stuff. Bron to do a lot of his uh, power stuff. I think also kind of didn't expect any title change here, but was an okay main event. There was a cool slingshot into the ring from Wes where he hits this crazy flying Rana, which was mm. very impressive. Uh, but yeah, kind of on the same level. Uh, pretty deadly for, for me. They are such good characters and they make me laugh. They have my interest. They look the way they look. They instantly grab any. If you had them on at a bar, people would be like, what the fuck is on TV mm. right now? And, and get interest levels. But when it comes to their matches, they're still kind of just the same kind of formula. It doesn't really do too much for me, but they're still such good characters that I love when they, I'd rather watch them cut promos uh, mm. than, than wrestle, but that, that's okay, I guess. Um, but part of me was like, okay, well, are we getting tag champs on Braun and Wes? Is that a way to get away from these guys? But also that would kind of bury that division and kind of do things around. And then the finish coming with Carmelo. And then on top of that, there's Von Wagner. And then on top of that, there's Apollo Cruz. There's just so much going on and none of it did I care for. I just, I felt this, uh, this whole main event, this whole episode was just the epitome of a hangover episode. Mm. And the pay-per-view was more than a week away ago. So I was really confused at some of the decisions made on where to go with I this. I think it was part, I mean, partly they had, like, they billed last week as Tag Title Tuesday. And it was yeah. kind of like the two matches that could have been on the pay-per-view were moved to that. Yeah. And obviously, Bron being away as well, it put some things on hold. Um, I, I like... I, I mean, I think we saw it going that way. But the direction of Wesley, Carmelo, Hayes, I think that would be an awesome match that I really want to see. And I hope this can be kind of the write-off of Melo. Whether, whether he goes main roster or into the... NXT title picture. Right. He needs to move away from this North American championship, but I think him versus Wesley sounds great. Okay, so Carmelo versus Wesley, like I'm assuming uh, in a few weeks, mm. uh, deadlines are a long way away, so I don't know if necessarily it would be that, but then you're saying he, yeah. he loses and goes to main roster? Or or I want to see him feud with Bron down the yeah. line, uh, but he needs to get out of this North American picture. Yeah. But I do think one like last match against Wesley does does have my interest. Um, I guess maybe, like, could you see maybe, uh, I mean, we just had the triple threat, so I don't really see a four way, but I guess what Wagner, Apollo and JD McDonough in a number one contendership. Yeah. I feel JD. It's like, you've, you've had a few chances now. You've had a couple of chances. You should be doing something else, but he did. He did have that match against Ilya. And he won him off, which there was no real follow up from. Not at all. I, I, which even here, it's like. Apollo, you think you're going to be next champ? You saw what I did to Ilya. Don't think I can do that against you. Yeah. Would have maybe been a bit better. Um, yeah. 
I, I really didn't like it. I could care less about going to JD versus Braun, Apollo versus Braun, or Wagner versus Vaughn. So in, instantly, mm. I could give a shit about that main title picture. You I think could it's, give a shit. No, I couldn't. It's just, yeah. so, it just feels so lazy. Yeah. Like, this is exactly classic WWE. Like, all right, well, Vaughn loses every week to everyone. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't do shit. He'll attack Braun at the end. Therefore, he gets the title shot next week or whatever. They go for it. And then we got Apollo... And JD, who like both are no like it just just feels all over the all over backwards. I'm hoping that deadline is Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker in a in a big match. I don't think we'll be getting. I don't that. even think we're no, gonna no, get no, there for that. So I just I thought this was one of the, my least favorite episodes of 2.0 in in quite a long time. I felt like we didn't go anywhere forward. We we actually took two steps backwards in everything. Yeah, like in every segment, the the women's championship. Mandy comes out here, actually cuts a promo that I agree with and think mm. she was on fire with, only to set up a feud that she just won. Again, this yeah. is the third time they're fighting now with Alba Fire. I'm then, trying to remember to finish that match. Like, yeah. Then yeah. we go to then we go to like the the fuck. What else was there? The the tag champs. I mean, they have, they're just feuding. So to put them in, at least they won their match against the other champions to keep them kind of on the the run that they are. I don't know where we go with contenders for the tag titles i guess the creed brothers after they're done sorting stuff out with damon kemp mm-hmm. next week but everything just felt like we're going like a few steps backwards and i i i know they advertise grimes versus gacy next week yeah we've seen that too yeah we've seen everything already i i am just it hit my threshold i'm not saying this was a miserable watch for me i still enjoyed certain things from this, but I, I, this would be the episode where I definitely don't watch next week. Yeah, but, yeah. there wasn't much progression, uh, and the matches. I thought last week we had three really good solid matches, wrestling matches, really the, good matches, both tag matches and the Ilya, um, Ilya JD, JD match. Yeah, the wrestling didn't hit for me, and the story progression didn't really go anywhere this week for me either. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I really but they uh, can they can turn it around. We've seen it before. Like I just. If we can get some hot matches coming up, it would be nice. But we're not. You just looked at the whole roster of challengers. I don't... Like, all of those sound terrible. So, really, no, it's not. I think, like, for me, I am interested in seeing the match of Apollo and Bron to see what Apollo can do with Bron. Like, I think Apollo has been hit... Sorry, Bron has been hitting. Yeah. They've definitely fumbled the ball with with Apollo since being being here. But as a wrestling match, it does somewhat have my interest... I, I don't see Apollo winning at all. Yeah. Um, but And that's not enough to sell me on a pay-per-view. But to see on TV, I wouldn't mind. But yeah, where else do you go? I'm kind of just get to Dijak coming in. You know, get to that. Get to... Yeah, I really... Mello in the top of the... I, I really... I, I know they could do Braun... Apollo. They're going to go to Braun Vaughn, right? Like Braun versus Vaughn. He attacked him. So you imagine mm. he gives him a title shot. Uh, then you go to Apollo, then you go to JD again, I guess, because of the, the promo backstage afterwards, but all three could, could not care about. And then we still have time before that deadline. So I'm wondering if that is like, this is all just a diversion for some TV time before we get into our main, like I was actually expecting you... someone else attacking Braun tonight, but, uh, didn't go that mm. way. You, you could have had Carmelo be the one to take Braun out. I wonder if there's anything you could do like as a first for NXT where it's like, so you, you've set up like four people. So you've got Bron, you've got Von, you've got Apollo and JD. Normally, like we would have NXT war games. Yeah, we're now have that. But we're not because the main roster. 
They could do like some kind of six man gimmick. I mean, Chambers, Chamber. Chambers just around the corner, so probably not. But I wonder if they Gauntlet. they try to do Scramble. something a little different. Six man cell or Armageddon. something like that. Yeah, like Armageddon, perhaps. <laughs> which could be a. But I imagine it's it's just PC again. I think, but we just think. got we just had like the five way ladder match, the triple threat yep. main event. Like I think it's time we get a big one on one match, and I don't yep. know if we have any of that. There's some interesting characters missing from this show as well. Um, Tyler Bate was brought over, had a match to lose the title, and then never fought again. Uh, Satamora is the same thing, just chilling. Like mm-hmm. there's there's some characters that could help elevate other characters. Uh, you know, at the same time, someone in the Twitch chat saying, "What about where's Nathan Fraser and Axiom? Both had three amazing matches yeah. and then <laughs> were never seen again. Yeah. So it's just like okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, really, really down on this week's episode, and my interest going for the next few weeks are, are probably lower than than it has been for quite a while. Really, did not like this episode, and the, it, it instant like really quickly turned me from last week being like, okay, JD and Ilya put on an amazing match. NXT is out the mud. When we came back in and brought in the old mud and just went here, it is again, just slapping it everywhere. I, I really. I, I really want to see some positive stuff going for the, the deadline stuff. It's always good to look forward to like a pay-per-view, but there was a lot of TV time to fill bef- before then. And uh can't say I'm, I'm really interested in some of the stuff they have advertised, but we will continue on and watch and chat all about it every week. Cause hell, if we're not going to be your NXT friends, who will? We have one piece of feedback on the uh, up next Facebook group from Cameron who says, bit of an off episode, I think. Not as good as last week, but not awful. Just didn't have a standout match like last week. Hopefully, if we are going towards Bron and Von and Mandy versus Alba, we can get them done in the next few weeks to build towards deadline. Apollo versus JD could be good. Would finally be a feud that give Cruz a chance to stand out and get a bit of a momentum on his side. Shout out R-Truth on a speedy recovery and pour one out for Bodie Hayward. Looking forward to the review. As always, lads, take care. Thank you, yes, Cameron. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to us talk about some NXT. Uh, we hope you enjoyed us, and uh, we will be back. We're going to be recording a BD Elite later tonight after Dynamite. So, hey, if you're uh, thinking of joining us live on the YouTube or Twitch, come hang out. But the audio will be on this feed chatting about some Dynamite. Looks like it could be a stacked stacked show. I can't remember what's on it, but I'm, I'm thinking there's some good stuff. So. Uh, yeah, my brain's fried. Yeah, I'm no, still hurting from the wrestling, weekend, to be honest. Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll be chatting about that. And then, of course, you want to hear all the other stuff we do, like our Jurassic Park review, our retro NXT reviews. We have a Was Next coming out this week as well, chatting about the BFFs. Uh, all these shows are accessible to anyone who signs up for the North American tier, five bucks a month. And you get access to everything coming out this month and everything in the back catalog. So that means you can go access all the old war games or the old retro pay-per-view reviews all that stuff is back there that we do all this these fun podcasts Mm. so much fun fun podcasts uh so that's it that's all we'll be back later tonight we're going to record some more shows for the patreon today but but we appreciate you guys uh we we do have one request actually we need sting and darby to see the photo of us in makeup so yeah go to our twitter and retweet like tag sting tag darby somehow some way we will get the photo of us dressed as them last year cody and arn both saw our costumes and the year before that i'm pretty sure hangman uh replied to me as well so we're on a run yes we just need darby and sting so everyone go uh 
go on Twitter and like an RT and all that stuff. We appreciate it. So that's it. That's all. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe and keep it oozy, my dog. Oh boy. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.